Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the superintendent of the Sunman Dearborn Community School Corporation, Dr. Andrew Jackson. Good morning, and welcome back to the program, Dr. Jackson. Good morning, Tom. It's always great to be with you. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Likewise. And, of course, the uh, Sunman Dearborn uh, School Board uh, meeting on Thursday night. And uh, first off, I had um, uh, the uh, approval of the personnel report in uh, one of them, a rather high-profile spot. Yes, we're very excited to uh, to announce that we've hired Jared Tucker to be the new East Central High School assistant principal. Uh, Just to remind the listeners, uh, Chad Swinney was promoted to the middle school principal, so we're excited for Chad, and so we had to fill that opening left. Uh, So Jared Tucker uh, is a East Central High School graduate, so it's always great to bring a Trojan home to to, uh, help uh, um, in the office of uh, mostly it will be attendance and uh, discipline is what the, the assistant principal, we have two assistant principals. This one uh, focuses mostly on attendance um, and discipline, but they also deal with supervision, obviously, and they also uh, observe uh, a couple of the uh, content levels for teacher evaluation as well. So we're very excited to bring back Jared. And uh, where is, uh, does Mr. Tucker come from? So uh, most recently he's the assistant principal at Franklin County. Uh, so he was at Franklin County High School this past year as assistant principal, and, and he'll be joining us here on uh, his first day. Uh, he's coming up here in a couple weeks. All right. So with that, uh, welcome uh, Jared Tucker back to East Central High School. And uh, also, uh, Dr. Jackson, the uh, board had to act on uh, some overnight field trips. Yes. Uh, if, if our board policy is if any group goes overnight, uh, the board has to approve that. So our fishing club is uh, actually at Patoka Lake today and tomorrow. We started a fishing club about four or five years ago. It's been pretty popular. I think we got about 15 anglers out there that are fishing, and we're excited uh, for those students. So they're at a tournament uh, at Patoka Lake. All right. And that's the interesting thing, Dr. Jackson, is the fact that the fishing clubs have really uh, taken off in the, the high school level. They have. I believe, and, and you may remember this better than me, but I, I think maybe six or seven years ago there was a student down at Lawrenceburg High School that got a, I thought he got some sort of fishing scholarship for like a, a, a college or a, a, some sort of post-secondary, um, and that's when there was some interest up here started to express. So we do have a, a, a process to add clubs, and we had enough interest to add a club, and it's been going strong here for a few years. As they say, there's an app for that, and it seems like um, when it comes to now uh, competitive fishing, there's a scholarship for that as well. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. And then also uh, the board uh, had uh, approval of uh, some donations. We are really blessed in this area to have a very active retired teachers association. So the Dearborn County Retired Teachers Association has provided us with several grants over the years, and most recently they they, uh, provided us uh, with uh, several grants that the board, um, for policy, the board does officially have to approve the grants. So they gave a $500 scholarship uh, to several teachers. So uh, Tammy Hensley is a special education teacher at the middle school. She received a $500 donation along with Maureen Brayton, a special ed- education teacher at North Dearborn, Heather Lunsford, a fourth grade teacher at Sunman, Christy Andrus, a language arts teacher at the, at the Central Middle School, Katrina Staros, the library supervisor at North Dearborn, and Wendy Beck, a first-grade teacher at Summon. So they all received a $500 grant uh, to use in their classroom for various reasons. So in all, it was $2,500, which is very uh, supportive and very appreciative. 
uh, of the Dearborn County Retired Teachers Association. They're going to honor this group at their um, a banquet on Tuesday, August 8th, and so I'll be down there attending as well. And they're also going to, at that banquet, they're going to uh, give $1,000 towards our media center as well to be used, and so our media specialists will be down there as well. So we're happy uh, to be able to, to accept those donations, and we really do appreciate their support. It's a great group of teachers, and I always enjoy going down there and, and talking with them. We have several you know, retired teachers, some in Dearborn in that group, and they love to hear about the things that are going on at Summon Dearborn. So it's, an, it's a great evening uh, opportunity to, to thank them and to support our current teachers and students. All right. And then also uh, the board acted on the uh, revised 2023-24 uh, school calendar. Yes. Uh, so, uh, again, our listeners will likely know there's a, a total eclipse coming up next year on Monday, April 8th. And, and so we decided, along with a lot of area schools, that we're going to move to an e-learning day on that Monday, April 8th. Uh, it also affected April 10th. That Wednesday for us was going to be an early release day. So that is no longer going to be an early release day today uh, anymore on the 10th. And then April 8th will be an e-learning day. So kids will be at, at uh, home learning all day that day. Uh, the reason why is the total eclipse is actually going to happen right during dismissal. So we looked at different options. Um, we've talked, spoken to some state agencies. They're concerned about traffic and safety, and, and not that there's anything unsafe about an eclipse, but the issue is there's going these types of eclipses is, is a total eclipse, 100% eclipse. They only happen, you know, literally like hundreds of years apart. And the amount of traffic they're expecting in this area, because we're in that path, that they, they expect a lot of traffic, and then it's the distractive driving, right? So we have students getting off buses while people are driving during an eclipse and being distracted. And so it's really a safety concern from that aspect of during dismissal. Um, so, you know, we're going to be teaching about it, uh, you know, so students know what's coming and what to expect with it, and I'm sure we'll do some follow-up when they return. Uh, but that day will be e-learning on Monday, April 8th. We'll be posting that out to our website soon, and then we'll be notifying the parents as well. All right. And then uh, also, uh, Dr. Jackson, regarding the uh, school calendar, uh, not related to the eclipse, uh, first day of uh, school and uh, also uh, last day of school for students. Yes. So our first day of school is Wednesday, August 9th. Our teachers come back Monday, August 7th, and then we have our open houses that evening with the elementaries. Uh, from 4 to 6 in the middle school, high school from 5 to 7 on that Monday. Tuesday is a district-wide meeting, and we provide a lunch for our staff, and they have meetings in the building, and then students come back on Wednesday, August 9th. And then our last day of school is Thursday, May 23rd, which is the Thursday before Memorial Day, and then that Friday is is a teacher work day. I'd also like to remind our listeners that our online registration opens up on Monday, July 17th, uh, and there is a uh, new state law regarding proof of residency that was passed a couple years ago, and so to help make this a little bit more convenient for our parents, we've added an option for them to upload that document during registration. It's not required during online registration, but it is an option if they have a PDF or a picture of a of a. Um, uh, proof of residency, which the email that will be coming out to parents will give them a list of the type of documents that are allowable. Um, that will make it just a little bit more convenient for them. And if they're not able to do that, they can always bring it in with their student. 
uh, during the school year as well. And it, you log into the PowerSchool parent portal, which our parents are familiar with, which is where you check attendance and grades and, and that. Um, and then there's a, a link at the bottom of that page for them to begin their online registration. All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. And we'll continue our conversation with Sumner Dearborn Community School Superintendent, Dr. Andrew Jackson, right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Sunman Dearborn School Superintendent Andrew Jackson and uh, Dr. Jackson. Uh, of course, uh, this is something that we've talked about in the past, but the, this is the ongoing uh, building project. And uh, understand that they, uh, an update was provided to the board as well on Thursday night. Yes, uh, this has been a over three-year building project. You know, we started in, in April of 2020, April, May 2020, right in the midst of COVID. We actually started replacing some of our roofs. At our, at our schools uh, while the buildings were empty, if people remember back when in April and May of 2020, uh, when we actually closed our schools uh, across, the, across the state and really across the nation. Um, so we took advantage of those empty schools and started work, doing some rough work. So now, three, over three years later, we are wrapping up finally uh, with some uh, considerable improvements in our middle school uh, around the gym area, the, the band choir room. Uh, we are uh, pushing really hard to have everything finished and ready when um, our open house, I'm sorry, when our book days and um, uh, new student registration starts on July 31st. So we're pushing to get that finished. We are finally finishing up. Uh, it's really been a campus complete overhaul of the middle school, high school space. And so the, the final piece of that is the uh, parking lot that is the south of the, uh, the natatorium and east of the middle school. So one of the things we did was we separated traffic from the middle school, high school, that back in the back area there, the middle school, high school students and parents used to come in and out the same same area. So now we have that new boulevard, which is the high school, and then the middle school will have its own parking area, pick up, drop off during the day for staff, all that. And in the evening, it'll be event parking for both the middle school and the high school. It'll be overflow parking for football games, all those types of things. So that is being done. As we as, as we record this, we're actually having the pavers here currently. And then by the end of, in about a week or so, we'll have it striped. Uh, we're going to keep it closed off to let it cure nice, and then we'll have it ready and open. So we're, we're, it's been a, a long three and a half years. It's been a really great process. It's been a great opportunity for this board to invest in our facilities and support our staff and students. Uh, you know, the total building project was $54 million. They were able to do it and plan it in a way, and they've been planning this for several years to, to do it without increasing property tax. In fact, our property tax rate actually dropped through this whole process. So, uh, you know, the board really has had a vision for a while, and so it's finally coming to fruition, and, you know, we're ready to uh, have it wrapped up. Uh, we've enjoyed having Maxwell Construction here. They've done a great job. And we appreciate everything they've done, but we're, we're all ready to, for it to be over and to have our schools back without the disruptions and, you know, the things that you have to deal with, with the swing space and things like that during a construction project. 
Um, and our our staff has been very supportive and, and flexible during all this, as, long, as well as our parents and students. Uh, but we're ready to send Maxwell uh, off and, and, and be finished with all of it and kind of get back to normal. Uh, there isn't normal anymore, but get back to normal in our school. So um, it's, it's been a good, good, good three and a half years um, and a great opportunity to invest in our facilities. As we continue our conversation with Sunman Dearborn School Superintendent Andrew Jackson. And uh, Dr. Jackson, during uh, superintendent's comments, uh, you had some uh, uh, very notable items to pass along to the board. Yeah, there was a few things that we discussed. So, uh, one um, in particular is our, our iLearn scores. Um, so those got released. They were embargoed originally, and then the state board finally uh, passed them. And we've been working really hard on our, our, our strategic plan to improve core instruction. We used to have a goal in our strategic plan that talked about academic achievement. Well, we decided this most recent one is that we're going to move down to core instruction because that's really the root cause. And if you can improve instruction and have quality instruction in every classroom every day, then academic achievement takes care of itself. Academic achievement, uh, you know, manifests itself through the iLearn and the and the SAT results, is what, which is what the state uses. So those will improve as we improve our instruction and our intervention programs, which we've done. So we're very happy that our iLearn scores improved significantly over last year. Um, the overall pass percentage in language arts and math raised between 4 and 5%, which is, is a, a pretty significant improvement. It's hard to judge things based on iLearn because overall across the state, the, the percentages are very low. I mean, the state has, has average pass percentage of less than 50% on several of the iLearn tests in grades 3 through 8 language arts and math. So what we do is we compare our average in the area and then also against the state average to understand. Because in terms of day-to-day -day instruction, we actually use NWA. That's a more accurate and, and easily available assessment where we give it in the, in the fall, in the winter, in the spring, and we get immediate results so we can actionable results. The iLearn is more of a look back to say, how did we end up doing? But we use NWA to make actionable changes. So we were happy that we, you know, improved our standing in the area in terms of the rankings of compared to other area schools, and we made significant improvements. When you look at three through eight, language arts, math, and both percent, and then look at our SAT, uh, every area that we ended up improving from the year before. Uh, so we're very happy with that, and we believe what we've been doing with the core instruction piece of it and focusing on quality instruction in the classroom. And we, we uh, last year, spent the year focusing on what we called priority standards, which the state ended up doing as well after we had done it, and, and they aligned pretty well, um, really focused on a limited number of standards and teaching them to mastery. And, and we're just very proud of the way our teachers and students responded to that, and it and it showed in, in the iLearn scores and the improvements. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you get back to it, Dr. Jackson? I would just uh, remind our listeners coming up that not just some in Dearborn, but all the area schools are getting ready to get back in session. So just uh, if, if you don't live in some in Dearborn and you live in another community, check the calendar to see when those buses will be back on the road and just be safe. Um, you know, that, that's a critical time during arrival in the morning when buses are picking up and in the evening when they're dropping off. And so it's been a few months without buses on the road. So 
uh, just check your local community school calendar and be aware that, you know, between about 6.30 and 8, you're going to see some buses again. And again, in the afternoon, between 3 and 4.30, you're probably going to see buses again. So just be aware of that. A little bit of a public service announcement, not just for some in the room, but for everyone in the area, because we all start up around 1st of August. Some are earlier than others. Uh, we don't start till August 9th, but there's some others in this area that are, are starting the week before, August 1st and 2nd. So just just to be aware of that and, and help keep our students safe. Yeah, well said, uh, Dr. Jackson. So again, uh, Dr. Andrew Jackson, superintendent of the Sunman Dearborn Community Schools, we appreciate your time this morning. As always, uh, stay well and uh, look forward to speaking with you again in the future. All right. Thank you, Tom.